All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Horizon Podcast. I'm Jose Castro, co-founder of Horizon. I got two special guests with me today. First and foremost, I gotta introduce our co-host for today, Evan Smith. What's up? He's the one that got me into running without him. I don't even know if there'd be Horizon. And for the athlete today, who we got, he's one of the best in Canada currently. He moved up from the 800 to the 15. He's gonna represent Canada at Knockout Championships next weekend. A 336, no, 335 runner. Sorry, I don't wanna, I gotta respect his name. <laughs> Please give it up for Rob Heppenstall. What's up, everybody? Let's go. Rob, how are you, man? Good, man. Good to be here. How are yeah, you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yo, welcome to the to the Bees. If you guys don't know, we're in Brampton, Ontario. Yes, one sir. of the most hated places in Ontario. <laughs> How's your experience in it? So, so far, far, so good. You know yeah. what, man? I come to Brampton once in a while, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not too bad right now. So. Yo, like, people don't really know, but you're from, like... You're from the ends. You're from the area. You're you're from Hamilton, yep. correct? Yeah, yeah. So Hamilton. So it's about like a forty-five minute drive. Yeah, me. yeah. No traffic. So how's like um how's training out there? How like how do you like honestly? Out there? It it was pretty good. So this year, I mean, I, I was in Hamilton from uh, October to March. Uh, okay. tra- training there. Um, they have like that Bayfront Trail, which is really nice. Oh, okay, um, okay. So yeah. it kind of like it's near the QEW. Yeah. Um, so there's like a decently good trail. Um, they actually have like road races there. It's like five k, ten k. Yeah. So there's actually a decent amount of places to run. Um, and there's a lot of trails too. Uh, there's rail trail that goes from Hamilton to Brantford. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of actual actually like good places to run uh, outside of running on the track so yeah uh it's kind of underrated hamilton's got a, a decent amount of like trails and, and things like that oh so. yeah so where do you train at um that's not your your main training spot though where do you like usually train at yeah so um i i guess it was this year my main training spot uh but i actually ended up uh kind of going out to colorado in uh, march i guess i'm gonna give you the, the little timeline yeah, uh, yeah for this year so um so the beginning of this year, uh, I went back with my high school coach. Uh, his name is Phil Steele. Okay. Um, he trained me all through all through high school. Um, he kind of uh, took me from a decently good eight hundred meter runner to uh, uh, be able to represent. Yeah, world class. Yeah, world juniors, right? Yeah. So um, just worked a lot on strength. Kind of, he learned mm-hmm. a lot about me uh, through that high school experience. Yeah. Um, and then I obviously went to university, and then I kind of linked back up with him for the, for this year. Uh, and we did a lot of strength work all the way through yeah. from October to March. Um, a lot of it was done outside as well, just mm-hmm. because uh, it, it, we had that lockdown, right? Yeah. yeah. So we had that lockdown in, in January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, athletes like myself were just sort of stuck outside. Yeah. Uh, and we were able to, to really get some good work in, like, amidst, like, the tough weather, like, not having access to a track and so forth. And mm-hmm. obviously, like, things getting shut down. So... Um, but then once I got to March, um, a good friend of mine, Thomas Staines, um, he lives out in Colorado. Okay. Uh, he's all 145 two guys. So like, that's, that's legit. Yeah, yeah. legit, like world-class athlete. Um, he said, you want to come out and train in Colorado? So essentially what I did is I got two suitcases yeah. and just like pulled up to Colorado and just like was training there for, Damn, for about five that's, weeks. That's he great. housed me, gave me a room at his, at his place. Yeah. Um, we hung out, we like had fun. We trained like animals out there. Uh, my first stint at altitude as well. So it was, it was yeah. interesting um, to t- kind of transition from being at sea level for so many years <laughs> yeah. and then getting into altitude like right before oh my, um, my season I kind of took a risk with it because I yeah. you never know how altitude yeah, can affect yeah, you right? a lot of people get injured because like, like it's oh, just hard also yeah. like a lot of people like go there and like 
first time they just like puking out of their mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> like exactly full, full explosion. How was your experience with altitude? Very good. Uh, I really, I really advocate for it. I think yeah. it, it really helped me. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. It, it's one of those things where there's only there's little things in the sport at this level that you can do to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, once you kind of get to like the top 150 in the world, like every little increment that can make you better, you, you should do. Yeah. And I mean, altitude was one of those things that I feel like for me just gave me that extra edge when I came back yeah. down to sea level. Right. I mean, personally it worked for me. I know there's other people may or may not work for and there's different philosophies, but I mean, personally for me, like it kind of made all the difference in the world coming back yeah. down and, and racing at sea level. So man, and it looked like it paid off. This season was incredible for you, man. I just got to say, like I've seen you with my first, like, when I first seen you was at yeah. national championships. Um, oh yeah, and uh, in Langley. Yeah, and then man, it was so sick to just see how you took it out like at the end of that race. <laughs> and like I like I didn't I was the one recording Carlos was. Yeah, but he caught like the sick video of you when you just I think it was, one hundred and fifty meters around there left to go, and then you just like turn on the burners and just kick down and and took the dub at, at national championships, man. Cause you talk about that experience like at a uh, at Nats. Yeah, no, it was it was um, definitely a, a race that I was looking forward to for a, a little while. Um, obviously, racing guys like Will like, yeah. and Cam, like those guys are world class athletes, and, and especially having to meet them at a high level meet like nationals yeah. is super fun. So, um, kind of going into like that race, I was trying to I don't know throughout the week trying to figure out like what do I do like like yeah. do I try to take it out fast? Do I try to control it from the front, slow it down? Um, and my plan changed every single day. For like, like, like literally every day, I'm like trying to over, I'm like overanalyzing it. Like, I'm at this specific uh, place, I'm gonna do this. Um, and then I kind of thought about it. I said, you know what? Like, I'm the 800 meter guy in the field. Like, yeah. the the way to give myself the best chance is to make it slow and kick. Mm. And the longer I can do that, and the longer I can wait. I, I would I would have I would have kept going seventy second pace for <laughs> until fifty meters to go. I wouldn't have cared. I would have kept going. Um, yeah. And obviously Charlie took it out. Yeah. Yo, shout out Charlie. Let's go. Yeah. On. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, exactly. When we're, when we're out there, like walking, like yeah. someone's gotta take it. But, um, but yeah, it was good. It was really fun. I mean, uh, a little nerve wracking when you're kind of in the front slowing it down. Like you yeah. just know in your mind, like okay something's gonna happen soon it's kind of like the call before the storm yeah. right so uh but it's it's a it, it it worked out for me and sort of like what i wanted to do mm-hmm. the way i wanted to control it i kind of wanted to wait till about 150 i would assume 120 till yeah. till i make a move um but it was definitely uh it was definitely fun and nah, I, it, is, it was uh it was fun i think for the other guys as well so. oh for sure it looked like a sick uh sick no race. you guys at the front like i was watching you guys were like chuckling in too yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like what was that about yeah, like it's a conversation during a, a yeah. national championship you guys are running like what like grade like nine ten kids are running like oh, big slow. i think the girls beat us 300 yeah no. I, I think i think i think they were quicker 300 <laughs> yeah um oh yeah so uh i guess like going into it I wanted to go for standard for like the world standard yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought like honestly like why not try uh very tough standard and yeah, I realized yeah. that after running close to it like a tenth off recently mm-hmm. um but I I, <laughs> I I think the field thought I was gonna go for a standard oh. so like I kind of like well because like the day before I was like oh everyone thinks I'm going for standard so I think I'm gonna like gun it and like yeah, go super yeah. quick and then I was like it would be kind of hilarious if I did the complete opposite. <laughs> oh, I was like thinking, I was like, what if I just like got out really fast? Everyone just kind of like tries to think I'm going to go for it and then just like <laughs> shut it down. So, um, 
So when I did that, yeah. um, Kieran Lamb, Kieran got up with me. Like, yeah. I think we were, I think we came around, I think you guys got a video of it with like, uh, about like 450 in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. four, 550 in? 550 in, I think. And we're coming around the corner, we're like going like, we're crawling. Yeah. Like almost like warm up pace. And Kieran, Kieran goes up to me, he says, uh, He's like, not going for Santa today. And I was like, nope, not today. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, that's what he said in that oh video. My God. He's like, you're not going for Santa today. I was like, Yo, we no, got the, no, we're going to put that video up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's funny because, like, everyone's thinking, like, we're just talking. It's like, yeah, no, you're yeah. And I was, I was laughing. I was, like, yeah, trying hard to, like, stay focused because, like. Yeah, it's, it, a, it's yeah. a race. But, no, we it was it was really funny. But, and then that. I think the next 150 meters, all we see is Charlie just yeah, take Charlie it, takes yeah. it. Takes it, yeah. Oh tries my to god, it. it's funny too because um, I talked to them afterwards, and him and Aaron, like their teammates, they actually were talking as well in the race. And then Aaron was just like, "Let's go to the front." Yeah. And he was saying like, "Let's go to the front and like, like kind of make that little wall, like the little barrier, the one-two. Yeah. And then, but Charlie had his own plan, but he was just like, "Okay." Yeah. And then so <laughs> when Charlie started going, Aaron was like, "Okay, he's going to the front just to like go." But then he's actually just started going, going. Like, that was, like, his real plan. So then Aaron was like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah. then, but, I mean, that's kind of just racing, right? Like, although it is fun, like, at the end of the day, everyone's trying to win, right? Yeah, and I and I, I really like championship-style racing. Like, yeah. And I think more so in the 15, to be doing the 8. Because the 8, you only, you only have so many options. Yeah. yeah. But in the 15, it can be a little bit of a chess match, which I like. And I like yeah. kind of, like, the strategy. And I like kind of going into certain... Uh, races kind of like looking at your competitors what their strengths weaknesses are yeah. um, there's like little things like that within racing that make all the difference like opening up a, a like waiting for like um inside lane inside something. lane outside lane like just yeah. kind of using your advantage like straddling the outside of lane one there's little things you can do um when trying to pass someone um, yeah. and not get de- disqualified yeah. like, there's like a lot of things like you just kind of learn um, over the years yeah. like and, and it just takes, like, a little bit of trial and error, too, so... Not for sure. And you don't have, like, I would say, in that full field of, like, uh, in the Canadian National Championships... Yeah. I would say you'd have, like, almost the least amount of, like, championship racing in the 15, because uh, yeah. you're more so, like, of an A guy. You're you're really, like, known as, like, a, a great, like, 800-meter runner. I mean, you had an amazing, like, career at, uh, at Wake Forest. Can you just talk about a bit of, like, a bit about that, just, like, how you moved up and... Also, your, like, experience at a D1 uh, school. Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, through high school, I was 800-meter runner. Um, yeah. Uh, I actually ran a decent 1,500 in high school. I ran 345. It was, like, one one off kind of race. Jeez. My coach wanted me to see what I could do. Yeah. Um, so, I always kind of knew I was going to be a 1,500-meter runner okay. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to, like, see what it, like, just continue to eat because I was having decent success. Um, definitely like was kind of hard to get faster than that 146. Like, and once I started doing that, like not plateauing, but kind of like being really consistent around that area, I said, you know what, like I, I, I know at some point I'm going to be a 1500 meter runner, okay. even yeah. like the way I've been training, but I didn't really have a reason to, to not do, like, I didn't really have a reason to, to stray away from the eight because yeah. I, was, I was making yeah. the finals and yeah, so yeah. forth. And I, I kind of learned how to race the eight properly. So I kind of backed myself going into yeah. like championship style races again. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of like where I was, okay. where I was at. And then, yeah. So, so you always knew that like you'd be a 15 guy. Yeah. I, oh, okay. And like every coach has told me I was going to be a 15 guy at some point. And like, I knew that as well. But then yeah. this year I found was like the first year I was like, okay, I'm going to really try to go for this. Like, I'm going to really try to like do the right amount of work for it. Um, this is kind of like, I would say, 
one of my second year of actually doing specific 1500 meter work. I did it in university for uh, my junior year. Okay. Um, but it was still like around the, yeah. like I was still running the eight and racing the eight, but I was still yeah. training like a 1500 meter runner. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I've just been uh, keeping up with your season a little bit. I seen that recently you ran the, the mile. And yeah. then uh, you ran three fifty five, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now you're a sub four, like you're a sub four, four mile. That's pretty like huge in in the I guess the distance world, man. Like, how does that feel now, knowing that you really like set yourself as one of the best, like in Canada in mid distance? No, I mean I that's been the goal for a while. I feel like um I've always wanted to run the mile. I've always had like that four oh seven stuck to my name for a while. Yeah. Um, so it is good to break four. Yeah. yeah. Finally break four. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it it is it's definitely good, and I kind of want to be on go good on both ends like the 15 and they give it up towards like a 3k mm. but then kind of keep that speed for the eight as well yeah. so right so yeah but no it's good to be self four club for sure oh yeah <laughs> no that's dope that's dope so i just want to talk now a little bit just about um your next race your season i mean you've had such a long season already but um your next meet right could you get into a little bit about that about uh yeah yeah so we got knockout coming up um yeah. next weekend so that'll be um both the eight and the fifteen, so it'll be like a, it'll be a little bit of yeah double there. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be in Bahamas, which will be pretty hot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. just trying to make sure <laughs> stay hydrated and everything. So yeah, yeah. So that'll be uh that's uh, that's up on tap next, and that probably be like the the end of like the racing season. I might do like a few road races after. But, oh, okay, but yeah, not so. solid. I mean, you also have a lot of experience in uh in representing Canada. I mean, you've been representing Canada since you were a teen, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. uh, how does it feel now, like? Being such a, like, I would say you're basically, like, a veteran in, in like, the in the sport. How does it feel now knowing that you've done it as, like, a teen rep Canada, and you've also done really well uh, doing that, and now you're going into uh, another uh, championship race representing Canada? Yeah, no, it, feel, it feels good. I mean, like, the one thing I'm pretty happy with is just, uh, like, uh, obviously, like, longevity, being able to sort of continue to progress every single year. Yeah. Um, definitely, like, having, like, uh, the COVID year really helped to kind of like, kind of like restructure everything, like refocus, mm-hmm. um, kind of coming off a pretty bad injury too. Like I, in 2019, 20 slash 2020, like I tore my plantar fascia. Oh, so the, like the bottom of yeah. my foot. So that was like a long process yeah. to, to kind of come back, like really tough injury, but like it, it, it kind of made me like, I guess the runner I am today, like I'm more, um, focused on staying healthy and yeah. like, like really making sure like if I feel something like I'm not going to overtrain through it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely good to kind of get to this point and, uh, be 25 and, and able to still make these teams. And yeah. Stuff, right. So now you've been through a lot of trials, man, but it shows that like you really went through it all and like your experience, you know, you know what you gotta do now. No, that's really, that's really sick to see man. Um, I also want to talk just like, because I mean, you said you went to Colorado, you've been traveling a lot this season. Yes. How do you support yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to tell the people, so you're actually an unsponsored athlete as of right now. Yes. So, like, how can you uh, do all this traveling and all this, like, it's definitely, as much as it is fun, it's definitely costly. Mm-hmm. Can you just go into a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I actually uh, had a job, uh, like, a remote job all the way through, full-time, um, all the way through um, traveling. Yeah, so, um, it's a lot of juggling um, when you have, when you're scheduling flights. Like, I did my, all my itinerary stuff, like, flights from here to here to here to here. Um, I pretty much just said like the biggest thing with this sport is yeah, it's a spend money sport. Um, it's not For a make, sure. it's not a make money sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
there are sports like that, which are like the Olympic sports typically, mm-hmm. um, where you're spending money. And the way I look at it is, man, it's like I'm investing in something that is going to be good in the long run. Like, yeah. obviously, like, hopefully I'm not going to be unsponsored next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it's one of those things where, I mean, I could be using my money in a lot of a lot worse ways, you know what I mean? That's so, so true. So, I mean, if I'm using the money to get to a race where I could run a race that's going to change my life, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's like the, it's a no brainer. So, um, but I was putting a, like a lot of my own money into it. Um, okay. I did have some money saved up, um, previously, so yeah. I was able to do that. But, um, yeah, you know what? It's when I was traveling, like, I would go to races where I knew people like I would, and I'm, I mean, I appreciate everyone that's let me sleep on their couch or, or, or blew up an air mattress. Oh, just couch surfing, yeah. No, couch surfing, air yeah. mattresses blowing up, like motels, man. Like it was, yeah. yeah. And like, it's, it seems like a lot of fun when you're out there, but like, it's a lot of like, uh, it is fun. You know what? It is fun. Yeah. Cause it's kind of yeah. like, it's problem solving and everything, but, and like, you kind of learn, uh, the ins and outs of the sport, yeah. like outside of the track, but like, no, like a lot of people supported me along the way. Like, one of my awesome. friends, uh, obviously Thomas, let me stay in Colorado for five weeks before we went yeah, to California. Yeah, huge, and then I went down to California and like I, I stayed with his team. Like yeah. his, his team helped me out. That's and, like awesome. like yeah, like his uh, like his um like he graduated so his uh, Division two team. Okay, uh, that's yeah. not, that was the single that I was wearing. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. So like I, I, at CSU Pueblo, yeah. So I was I was wearing the single. And um, no, like. <laughs> They, they got me in their motel with them. Like, I was allowed to stay with Thomas in the whole motel. Yeah. Like, um, and then I stayed with one of my friends up in San Fran before Peyton Jordan for, like, Man, three weeks. That's crazy, though. So you really just had to, like, move around and, and figure it out along the way. Yeah, and, you know, I couldn't have done it by myself. Like, like a lot of people helped me along the way. Like, and, like my friends from college were, like, letting me stay because they're mm-hmm. all kind of scattered throughout the States. So um i would go into a race or like look at like okay so let's say this meets in san francisco for example yeah like i know someone in san francisco yeah. so like i would just hit him up be like yo can i like crash with you like for <laughs> yeah. like he's like yeah i got an air matches his name andrew actually fia he was an ex-teammate of mine yeah like, from wake and he's like yeah just crash for like three weeks so just like oh i got like a little studio apartment and like it was just me and him and like i was like in the on the air matches for three weeks and then i go back to colorado um and train there for a little bit yeah. back to like thomas's yeah. place and then oh my god got to june was i in portland motel six yeah. nashville i was <laughs> like and it's it it's just it is a spend money sport and like sometimes yeah. you just kind of you gotta spend the money and not like your credit card to your bills <laughs> you just gotta kind of say like that's that's painful but you just gotta oh keep pulling god. the credit card out but um no like it's like, even recently like when i was in raleigh running that mile like, i stayed with my friend Oh, really? Um, for a week, yeah, in Raleigh, because he lives yeah. there. So, yeah. like, it's just one of those things where uh, it was a crazy year, and, like, I did a lot of it myself, but, like, there's a lot of people that helped me along the way that, like... Man, that's so it, sick, it's, it's It definitely takes a village sometimes, yeah. right? So No, it's good. It kind of shows, like, just how the, the running community is. I feel like that's so different compared to other sports. Like, letting someone stay in your house for, like, five up to five weeks. Yeah. I feel like that's almost, like, unheard of in other sports, and it kind of makes track, like... It makes it such a sick, like, like community. Exactly. No, it's, it's crazy. Because, like, yeah. man, like, okay, for example, like, Tyler Dazzy, he's a yeah, runner yeah. out in Beast, UDC. I, shout out Tyler, by the way. Um, <laughs> I maybe have met him a few times. And, like, I was going to stay out in BC for Nationals, right? Because mm-hmm. we had that, um, the Harry Jerome meet. Oh, yeah. And then we had and the big meet. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the National meet. So there's, like, a little bit of a gap. I guess some people went back home. Some people didn't go back home. 
Yeah. Like, they were trying to figure it out. But I helped Tyler. I was like, dude, can I, like, crash with you, like, in your place for, like, like a 10 days or whatever? He was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, he was, like, super easy, like, super easy about it. Like, yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> and I was like, I know, I've met him a few times. Um, Damn. And, like, and I literally get there. Yeah. And um, me um, and a few others were there staying. And, yeah. like, he literally housed a, a couple athletes that were competing Jeez. at nationals. That's ridiculous. And, like, and man, like, it was awesome. Like, we all had a great time. Like, we were yeah. all vibing. Like, we just all got dinners together. Like, I was, <laughs> we were sleeping on, like, the futons and shit. Like, and it was, and, like, other than, like, the the previous few days before nationals, I was in a yeah. hotel. Okay. Um, but, like, that whole week, I was just, like, we were just, like, on, like, futons. Like, nice. like trying to figure yeah. out living arrangements. Like, I just got, like, one suitcase at this point. Like, That's ridiculous, And, man. um... Yeah, I just kind of traveled around with one suitcase for about like eight weeks there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, but you kind of go back to what you're saying. It's just like running is a community, right? Like, 100%, and if yeah. you're in it, like if you're in that niche kind of spot with yeah. running, yeah. like you kind of open up, you're kind of like affiliated with like a club that's like bigger than like the sport, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's, no, that's so true. Yeah. I love what you just said there. You're like a club uh, bigger than the sport. Yeah. That's, that's so yeah. sick. I mean, because all of us, I mean, I guess, like, the majority of, like, uh, runners that continue, they're either at, well, there's OUA here in Canada, but then NCAA, like, I think uh, they do a great job, like, supporting their athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's almost, like, weird to see how a lot of athletes, they almost can, um, like, grow more when they're in like, the collegiate um, system, mm-hmm. but then when they go out of the collegiate system, it's almost like you have that decision to, like, either continue and sacrifice a lot, or you quit, and you see, like, a lot of people quit, because it's... Like, you, like, I mean, just hearing your story, it seems like you have to do a lot of sacrifice and, like, moving around, too. Like, you can't just, like, settle down one place because you're going to be across the country the next, like, the, the next week for a yeah. race, right? It's just, yeah. like, I don't know. That's just it crazy. Sounds like it, it sounds like it's worse than college, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, at least college, like, you're, like, on scholarship and stuff. Like, you're yeah. given food. Like, yeah. this is, like, full, like, hustle culture. Like Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like, I mean, the SWA and, like, any sort of body, like, that kind of has like a schooling system where like they take care of everything you don't realize how like all the logistics that go into it like mm. coaches have one of the hardest jobs on the planet in terms That's of like nice. trying to make everything logistically work yeah. while also dealing with like personalities on the team writing workouts and things That's but so true. when you're kind of like doing it sort of somewhat by yourself it, yeah. it gets a little difficult like yeah um but you definitely learn like just like life skills which is really cool yeah 100 um, yeah but no the ncaa like it's it, they support so yeah. like they support their athletes like 100% yeah they kind of take care of everything like um, 100% yeah when you get out of it it definitely real life hits for sure yeah <laughs> you, were, I, you were saying uh, like all the logistics in like NCAA are like taken care of by the coach like have there has there been any like terrible like nightmare stories like as a post-collegiate like travel wise um I've actually been decently lucky like I know there's been a lot of like <laughs> I know there's been a lot of flight delays which could have like really throw like <laughs> really thrown off a lot. Yeah. Um, cause like I had everything timed out. If there was a flight delay, I'd be like oh, fuck. <laughs> but like I've been decently lucky. A few delays that were like okay, like no yeah. cancellations or anything. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the worst. Um, nothing terrible. Like, nothing where, like, I missed a flight or, like, yeah. missed a race or anything. Like, so, yeah, I've been lucky, I guess. Yeah, no, that's sweet, man. That's actually, like, that's sick, though. I um, I was going to say, like, while you're transitioning from NCAA to, um, to like, pro. Yeah. In that moment, like, 
were there any um, any like brands or, or like any companies trying to, to talk to you I mean because I know like for Canadian athletes it's it's almost like a lot of Canadians fly under the radar mm-hmm. and um, even when they are world class I mean like seeing yourself you're towing up with like some of the best who were in NCAA now they're all like pro athletes or like Nike or like or like Brooks Beast and stuff so it's like seeing yourself like how was that transition yeah yeah so I actually left the NCAA um, kind of on an injury so I left um, while I was still hurt mm. um, and I kind of found out about, about my injury how bad it was a little late so I kind of was going to redshirt and come back for the fifth year yeah um, found out that my foot was basically going to enable me to, to race the next year so I just ended up kind of going pro through it like into an injury which kind of led me into the COVID year right so yeah um it was there wasn't as many brands as I think I was a little um trying to think of the right word I was a little unprepared of how like little options there are actually in the pro scheme because like you do so well in the NCAA you kind of um you get this idea that it's going to be easy once you get like it was even like lineup of of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. people wanting to talk to you, and for some that's the case, right? Like yeah. you have fantastic athletes that medal at, like they win NCAA's, or yeah. or like they've had a fantastic career. Um, every event's a little different. Um, timing mm-hmm. is important as well, um, and I think for me, I didn't have as many options as I think I thought I would, which was uh, definitely tough. Like kind of, kind of going from like a lot of success to, yeah. to just be like, oh damn it, I got to figure out a way to, to continue this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up uh, kind of, when I was hurt, I, I kind of gave myself like no plan B. I said like, I'm going to continue to do this until like I literally can't run anymore. Yeah. Like I'm going to get my foot better. And it's kind of hard to see like the light at the end of the tunnel when you're that injured, right? Like I'm on crutches at the point. Like, yeah. And like I was off for like two months, like offloaded completely my foot yeah. for like two months. And uh I was like, you know what? I don't really have a plan B. Like, like whether I'm sponsored or not, like I'm gonna continue to try to run as fast as I can because, like, sick. and it's hard. Like, I mean, and I don't blame anybody for kind of stepping out of the sport once they leave college because mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not easy. Like, yeah. you kind of when you're going from high school to college, you kind of have this like, okay, this is a linear path. Like, I just gotta get into yeah. college, yeah. get my get a scholarship X, Y, and Z, and you kind of just like get along in the roller coaster. Yeah. Then the roller coaster ends, and you gotta kind of generate your own power, right? Damn. So if you're unsponsored, yeah. so like, what, what was what was the stat at, at uh, oh, USA's? Yeah. What was it? It was, I, I so I read about it, and I was saying like I think it was like sixty percent of athletes are making like twenty five k or something or less. I, I, I think it was some ridiculous. It's gotta be more than that. I, feel I like. think it was. I think it was like sixty some percent were like unsponsored. Yeah, like, they were, was like, unsponsored. Like yeah, they were okay, unsponsored. Okay. Like I forget the actual number. Like, it was about it's probably two thirds. Something crazy. Yeah, where like they're unsponsored and they're yeah. at USA's, like but one of the probably the hardest team to make man. For, for any event. That's just crazy, man. Because like you would think all these guys. I mean, like a lot of these athletes are are the best in the world. I mean, especially in the states, like yeah. it's so competitive, but. A lot of these people are the best in the world, and then to think that some of them are like working part time, and I mean even yourself, you're working a full time job yeah. while running like a three fifty five in the mile. That's just kind <laughs> of like that's crazy. Like I mean even with Cam, like shout out to Cam because he's becoming a doctor, and he also got the Canadian mile record. Man, it's just like Cam's different, man. <laughs> yeah. Cam's different, man. <laughs> no, but that just goes to show like the the work ethic from like not just uh athletes but also like Canadian athletes. Yeah, I would say like. Uh, there's something weird that just kind of makes athlete, Canadian athletes say, like, screw it. Like, 
if I, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't, but I'm going to go a hundred percent and like, uh, and just go for it. Right. Like, but what I, um, what I really seen in the sport that like kind of, it kind of pissed me off a bit. Is just like, see, like meeting people like Cam, for example, or even like yourself and thinking, why is it that like these guys are not like publicized or why are these guys not making thousands just from like their image and, and their name? Cause I mean, they are like the best in the world. I would say like, I mean, in my eyes, yeah. so it's just like, like, I don't know why. Could you, like, maybe talk a bit about that? Why is it that, like, Canadian athletes, for example, are almost overlooked when it comes to, like, sponsorship and endorsement deals? Yeah. Um, I think it's just because, uh, I mean, even, like, going into the NCAA, like, it, it's kind of, like, Canadians will sort of, I don't want to speak for all Canadians, but sometimes they'll take whatever they can kind of get. Because, yeah. like, like, they want to stay in the sport, yeah. right? And, well, yeah. like, and yeah. a lot of the, I guess, publicity and, like, the, the money does go towards, like, the... American athletes, which make, I mean, if they bring in the money, right, like that, it's, it's, it's yeah. a revenue generator, yeah. right? If like that is like what the audience of track and field wants to see, then that's what they're going to pay to pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. And I, I realize in this sport, sometimes you just kind of take what you can get. Um, and mm-hmm. if you have an, if you are offered something that might not be the greatest, but the, sometimes that's the only resource that you can have. But in terms of like why I guess Canadians are overlooked, I think, as the years go by, like we're starting to kind of get some traction. Like yeah. obviously like our, our sprints are doing amazing right now 100%, yeah. across the board. Like we, they are like killing it. Women's yeah. men's like both are, are doing fantastic. Um, I think now more than ever, we have the deepest 1500 meter, um, class. Yeah, like with sure. me, Chuck, Will, Cam, like, um, even guys like Charlie that are coming up. Yeah. Um, it's getting deep. Like it's getting tough. Like it's, it's like the 1500 is getting super competitive. The 800, you obviously have A-Rop and Brandon, who's been doing well for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think once we kind of, like, get, like, recognize, like, okay, like, Canada's here to, like, we're here to, like, compete. And, like, we're here to, yeah. like, not just show up and try to, like, compete in the heats. Like, we're trying to make finals and try to get, like, yeah. medals at yeah. these big meets, right? I think once, like, that kind of becomes, like, the standard and norm, then we'll be able to sort of say, okay, like, we're going to offer these people more money because, like, mm-hmm. they're representing a country that is, like, legit. And yeah. I think we're, I think we're trending in that direction just from like, just from like what I've seen the past few years. Yeah. Um, but it it, sh- it should be exciting. Hopefully, we can kind of grow the sport in Canada a little bit yeah. as well. No, that's dope, man. It was really after COVID. I think uh, that's when people started realizing like Canada is not to be played with. Right? No, like, facts exactly. I mean, because um, with just seeing my group, like, I mean, Aaron, Charlie, Cam, these guys just like they popped on the scene right after um right after COVID, and I was like they're witnessing their just their training and like it's kind of crazy to think you know some people they have to do like those runs alone they have to like when it's raining or it's snowing like they have to get that run in but it's because they see that light at the end of the tunnel yeah and i bet you've had like such a similar experience right yeah no exactly definitely like yeah like uh like even just training i got solo up until march yeah just like training and like forcing yourself to get out there when it's five o'clock at night and it's dark yeah. and you're starting to work out in the dark and it's ending in the dark and <laughs> no it's yeah no it gets it's tough it definitely gets tough how, like how do you uh i'll say like how do you stay motivated to like uh to continue when it when it's like almost like a lot of odds are just against you yeah i, I think it's just i keep telling myself like, like i said like i have no plan b like they like it was me telling myself like no matter what i'm gonna get this done like, I can stress about it as much as I want, or I can say this sucks. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stop. And I feel like I want to 
get to like the end of my career and be like, okay, like I can look myself in the mirror and say I did everything I could to be mm-hmm. the best I can be, right? So, yeah. and I I look back at some of those times. I'm like, I don't even know how I got through some of those workouts, just <laughs> more mentally than anything. But yeah, um, yeah, staying. I guess there's like a difference between the motivation and discipline. Like I'm not okay. always motivated. Yeah. I'm not always motivated to go out there. And like sometimes I want to warm up and just like not talk to anybody and just like get this thing done because yeah. I'm tired. But at the end of the day, like I'm gonna show up and do it. And I yeah. think like I guess at this level specifically, that kind of separates the people. Like if you're motivated, you can do anything. Yeah. Right? If you if you're 100 percent motivated, like and you every single day you're motivated. It's just not the reality though. Like especially mm-hmm. in a sport mm-hmm. like this that. You're trying to put 70 miles a week in, 80 miles a week. Yeah. You're trying to stay healthy. You're trying to go to the, like, get treatment. You're trying yeah. to yeah. do your weights. You're trying to do, like, your all your hip activations, whatever you do, and right? And you also need to focus on making money so you at the same time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's just a, one other stress that just, like, yeah. a lot of other sports just don't, like, really understand, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I think there are a lot of sports that do understand it, but obviously, like, you have, like, the upper-level sports, like, yeah. The yeah, big that's four, like basketball, football, soccer, yeah. and hockey, like, baseball like the, those sports are gonna not understand as much yeah but i mean there are a lot of sports like any olympic event like swimming or That's wrestling or, yeah. or something like that like yeah it's just it, it it's hard when the sport pinnacle is every four years yeah <laughs> essentially, right yeah so that's actually a cool talk because um i seen on another podcast that like people are kind of saying is the olympics bad for the sport wow and um it was just an interesting take to me just because I kind of I could kind of see what they're like where they're coming from because they're trying to say that everyone's kind of just waiting on the Olympics every four years to yeah. watch track and field or watch like swimming right mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of just ruins the sport for the other years that like I mean because there's still world championships going on there's still amazing events going people are breaking like world records and stuff but people are not seeing that because they're just waiting for the Olympics yeah especially like down years like when there's like no world champs or like yeah. no Olympics. Like, yep. everybody's just, like, hibernating, like, mm-hmm. never out competing. Yeah. Would you say that Olympics are, like, I guess, quote-unquote, bad for the sport? Uh, I can definitely see both sides, like, now that you brought it up. I would say the Olympics definitely brings a lot of light to the sport. That's but so it, true. Yeah. But again, yeah. like, um, I, I, I guess if you're in the track community, like, Olympics is, like, glorified worlds. It's the exact yeah. same yeah. thing. Or even, yeah, world, like, any sort of major championship, like, it's all the same people. They're just doing it at a stage that is assumingly like the peak of like the, yeah. our sport. But I would say it can't, I guess it could be kind of detrimental because there's a lot, other than the Olympics, like there's so many other events. Like, yeah. Like no, we have like, Commonwealth, we have Worlds, we have World Indoors, yeah, Pan Ams, we have Not, like, NACAC, we have th- yeah. tons of things that like tons of different events where like you see these high quality athletes compete still. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those things where if you're watching the Olympics, people will like, take like two weeks off of work just to watch all the Olympics, right? Yeah, so like it yeah. kind of becomes like a, a massive event that's more than just track. Yeah. That um will be watched. But yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. Eh? It's like tough. it's it's a cool, like interesting like topic I would say, because it's like we could just debate like on and on about it. Yeah. But um now I switch gears and just like a little bit. I guess like we're coming up closer to the end of it, um of this podcast. So I just want to like ask a couple of quick questions. Yeah. First off, what are your plans after uh this season? Like um I mean, you've had such a great season in the 15, um, and I, I feel like now you're, you're considered one of the best. What's going to be, like, the next thing for you? Yeah, I mean, um, definitely exploring a lot of options for next year. Like, it definitely, hopefully, will look a little different than this year, <laughs> where I have a little bit more structure. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of, um, 
not have to be couch surfing as much. So okay. I will okay, definitely yeah. be uh, going into a direction of, of more structured, like whether that be with like a brand group. So I'll okay. Then definitely stay tuned for that. That'll, yeah. that'll, that'll be coming up for sure. Yeah. Okay. Goals for uh, for next year and the years coming, I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we talked about, like the Olympics is definitely like I feel like a goal for everybody. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously making a world championship team would be fantastic, uh, most likely in the 15. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to continue to try to build on what I've already kind of built in the, built in the base this yeah. year and continue uh, for next year, just really focus on that 15 mile and, okay. and uh, yeah, just, I guess, make teams, making teams, like yeah. performing well at championships is obviously like any, like that's what every athlete wants to do, especially in the sport. So yeah, um, just want to keep performing and, and just kind of see what I get out of it. Hell yeah, man! And I guess uh, just one more like thing to the camera. If if you could like talk to your let's say your fifteen year old self, what would you tell them? Like, what piece of advice would you let them know? Like to help them continue? Yeah, absolutely. I think what at least for me personally, like if I was talking to my fifteen year old self, I would say like it's gonna get a lot harder. Because I think you you kind of like when you're having success really young, you yeah. kind of just expect it, right? And you kind of tell yourself like, oh, like I've won off, so like I should be like going. So if I went off, so then I can win nationals. If I win nationals, then I'll like do this at ACC. Yeah. And I get, like it's a line, like and like it's you're gonna put in the same amount of effort mentally and physically, and you're gonna get the same result. Um, yeah, it's going to get harder is definitely what I would tell my younger self just to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Cause when I first got injured, I think I was, uh, I didn't mentally handle it properly cause it was mm-hmm. my first major injury and I kind of thought it was Superman and could get through anything. Yeah. Um, but you definitely got to like rein yourself back in and kind of bring yourself back down to earth a little bit. So yeah. like the biggest thing is, it, um, just kind of understanding that the sport out, like if, the success in the sport will make you great. It's going to be how you get through like the adversities that are going to make you to where I am today. Right. Yeah. So like now I, I know what my body needs. I know what I can and can't do. Yeah. I know generally how to prevent injury. I know, okay, if I have a bad race, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You have, you, you don't feel great one day in a workout. That's it, just like years it, of experience. It's just going to get hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, like, like, like it's going to, it's going to be hard no matter what. And I okay. think, like I was kind of riding on talent when I was a little bit younger and like doing well and thinking like, Oh, this is, this is easy. Like, yeah, this is going to be like, I'm going to break the world record or something. <laughs> but it definitely does get harder. Yeah. But you, when, when you kind of get to that light at the end of the tunnel, man, like you just kind of are so grateful for like being able to run. Like after like going through the hardship of my injury, like I was like just running for like 20 minutes and I was stoked. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like pain free. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it really becomes relative, right? So yeah. I definitely think like just embracing adversity and kind of like oh, yeah. any challenge that you have, whether it be like even traveling, mm-hmm. like it's an experience that's gonna make you better, even if For it's sure. if it's hard, right? So I think like trying to not stray away from things that are hard, like doing hard things is, is important. Hell yeah, man. Not that's sick. Evan, I would say, do you have any more uh, questions for no, Rob? That, that's sweet. Nah? That's All right, I guess we can end it there. But, man, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, man. Man, good luck at uh, at uh, NACAX, man. I think yeah. uh, it's going to be sick. You're repping Canada again, bro. You're going oh, yeah. to do, do big things, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you guys for having me here, man. Especially nah, we're, this whole, oh, oh, like 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys uh, letting me come this early. Hell yeah, bro. Especially on nah, Saturday, man. Hell yeah, man. All right, well, thank you everyone for watching. I hope you have a good one and uh, rising to the moon.